Section 129 of The Wonder Garden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Patricia Drake, Canton, Michigan. The Wonder Garden by Francis Jenkins Alcott. The Ram with the Golden Fleece retold from Apollodorus, Ovid, and other sources. Once upon a time there was a king of Boeotia who had two children, a boy and a girl. Phrixus, the boy, was very brave and handsome, while little Hella was gentle and beautiful. But though they lived in a fine palace and wore silken robes, the children were not happy, for their father had sent away their dear mother, Nephele, and they had a stepmother named Eno now eno was a wicked woman and was jealous of phrixus because she wished her own son to inherit the kingdom so she cast a blight on all the crops of the land and told the king that unless phrixus and hella were killed there would be no corn or bread for the people indeed she even said that a wise woman in the cave of apollo of the golden beams at delphi had declared unless phrixus and hella were sacrificed that the corn would never grow again so the king gave orders that the children should be led to death thereupon the servants of the wicked eno took poor phrixus and hella and put their finest robes on them and crowned their heads with branches then led them to an altar where a priest stood with uplifted knife now nephele their dear mother had not really left them she was watching over them from the sky where she floated about wrapped in a soft white cloud when she saw her children about to be killed she spoke to a ram with golden fleece who stood by her side go quickly she said and save my little ones the ram spreading his glittering wings flew down to earth and standing before phrixus and hella bowed his head and spoke with a human voice mount my back he said and i will carry you to a place of safety the children sprang on his back and held on to his horns then the ram spreading his wing soared up into the blue sky the priest and people shouted with wonder while the wicked stepmother trembled with fear but the ram with glittering wings flew rapidly away and vanished in the distance over land and sea he flew until he came to a wide body of water rolling black and angry from shore to shore phrixus held on tightly by one of the horns but poor little hella looked down at the waves and growing giddy and faint loosened her hold and fell in vain phrixus stretched out both hands to save her and almost fell himself the ram swept onward carrying him far away while he was still weeping and calling his sister's name across the sea the ram hastened to the land of colchis where king etis welcomed phrixus gladly and gave him his beautiful daughter in marriage there the ram died and phrixus presented his golden fleece to the king who nailed it on an oak in the midst of a grove as for little hella her brother mourned for her but he did not know that she was become the bride of the king of the sea into which she was fallen and ever since that day the sea has been called by her name hellespont or hellas sea how jason brought home the golden fleece now in those golden wonder years peleus ruled over iolcus 
for he had dethroned its rightful king. He had even tried to slay the king's little son, but the baby had mysteriously vanished. After this, King Peleus lived in continual terror because an oracle had declared that a man wearing one sandal should bring him death and destruction. Now one day, when the king was holding a feast for the people, he saw in the crowd a handsome youth dressed in a leopard skin and holding two spears. He wore one sandal. His other foot was bare. In haste, the king summoned him and said, Young man, I have one question to ask you. Answer it wisely. If you had the power and an oracle had declared that a certain one of your subjects should be your death, what would you do to that man? I would send him to fetch home the golden fleece from Colchis, replied the youth. Scarcely were those words out of his mouth before King Peleus shouted, Go then, for you are that man. Make haste to depart and bring back to me the golden fleece. So the youth was snared in his own words, for the famous fleece was nailed to an oak in a dangerous grove and was guarded night and day by a sleepless dragon. I will fetch it, replied the youth, but know that I am Jason, the rightful heir to this land. I was the babe whom you sought to slay. Yesterday I left my schoolmaster, Kiran the centaur, to claim my rights from you. On my way hither I lost one sandal in a stream, therefore am I barefooted. Now will I depart on my quest, but when I return in triumph, bearing the golden fleece, I will demand from you the kingdom of my fathers. So saying, Jason made haste to prepare for the voyage. Argus, the son of Phrixus, built for him a wonderful ship, in the prow of which Minerva, the wise one, was a piece of the talking oak of Dodona, which was a very wise oak indeed, that always gave good counsel. Fifty oars had the ship, and she was manned by fifty heroes, for with Jason sailed Hercules the mighty, and his lad the beautiful Hylas. Orpheus, the sweet singer, went too, also the twin sons of Boreas, the north wind. Handsome youths they were, with long flowing yellow beards and hair, and wings that made a rushing noise like their father's. Fifty heroes went, all eager for adventures. So the good ship Argo, as it was called, set sail. While the joyful heroes grasped the oars, Orpheus struck his lyre, and the stroke of the oars kept such perfect time to his delightful harmony that the ship seemed to speed magically along. Many were the adventures of the heroes on their way to Colchis. They slew six-armed giants, and the twin sons of Boreas saved King Phineas of Thrace from the harpies. Fearful were the foul harpy sisters, winged monsters who swooped down on King Phineas's table, snatching his food and making everything they touched so filthy and vile-smelling that the king could not eat at all. So he was starving to death. Then the twin sons of Boreas, rising on their yellow wings, drew their swords and chased the harpies far across the ocean, and the evil ones never returned again. Many other exciting adventures the heroes had ere they reached the shores of Colchis. At last they landed in that country, and Jason, presenting himself to King Estes' throne, demanded the golden fleece. That will I give you, replied King Etus, if you first tamed the two brass-footed, brass-throated, fire-breathing bulls that Vulcan gave to me. These you must yoke, and with them plough a field. Then you must sow some dragon's teeth that I have. All this Jason agreed to do, although he did not know how he was going to accomplish such a terrible task. 
now near king este's throne his daughter medea an evil enchantress was standing and when she saw how handsome jason was she loved him so she sought him out secretly and offered to aid him if he would wed her this he promised to do if she would gain the golden fleece for him that night by her magic arts he tamed the two brass-footed brass-throated flame-breathing bulls and yoking them ploughed a field and sowed the dragon's teeth but king estes when he heard what he had done still refused to give the golden fleece as he had promised instead he plotted to kill jason and his comrades so when the darkness came again medea cast the dragon that guarded the tree into an enchanted sleep then she and jason seizing the fleece fled with it to the ship and sailed away to iolcus thus after many adventures the fifty heroes returned in triumph from colchis bearing the golden fleece of the magic ram that had saved phrixus and helle from a cruel death but alas for jason he wedded the evil enchantress medea and she wrought destruction and death not only for king peleus but for jason and all his house as well end of section one hundred twenty nine recording by patricia drake 